Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We're going back to two services this Sunday at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service, and that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Jared Baldwin will be preaching from Psalm 1, The Road to Blessing. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hoffaday, Chris. Yeah, we are moving back to two services. Uh, we were able to go to one in the summer, but if you've been with us over the last few Sundays, you would know that it has been packed out, uh, standing room only, which has been really fun, but we also know even as we launch into the fall that we just don't have room. And so we'll come back to two services, which means we have room for you. We've created room for you, and we'd like to invite you to come and join us. We're going to sing some awesome songs of worship to God. You'll be able to hear you know, just the fellowship of people. And then uh, we're going to spend some time in God's Word, which is what we do every week. So we're looking forward to that. And Chris mentioned that uh, uh, preaching this Sunday is Jared Baldwin, Pastor Jared Baldwin. And Jared and Tammy are with us in studio today. We're so excited about that. First of all, welcome you guys to uh, Harvest Time. Uh, thank you. Half a day. It's great to be here. Great. We're so glad to be here. Exciting. So if that voice and those voices sound familiar. Uh, many people are, are uh, on island and for sure at Harvest are familiar with Jared and Tammy. Uh, served here on the staff. Uh, Jared was executive pastor for about 15 years. I think uh, you guys came in 2002. A couple different stints and then uh, God called you away in 2019, which is four years ago. I can't wow. really believe that. Wow. Haven't aged a bit though. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we invited uh, Jared and Tammy, if they'd come back, this week specifically is our orientation week for our staff. So as we get ready to launch into the, uh, the fall um, ministry, so our Bible college is starting up, Harvest Christian Academy starts up, and it's really just a relaunch of things. We spend a week uh, with our staff, just making sure that our hearts are in tune and, you know, kind of a spiritual refreshing time. And, and then also some meetings so that, you know, we've got everything in place in order to launch into the new year. And we've uh, tried to invite somebody to come just to be a, a, you know, a spiritual challenge for us, a keynote speaker. And uh, we were so excited when God allowed Jared and Tammy to come back. What I keep telling the staff is that nobody knows this place better then Jared and Tammy, and uh, God is using them already in the spiritual challenge and the encouragement for us. So thanks for being willing to come back after a couple of years. Thanks for inviting us. I, that's It's been a real treat, really, to walk the halls and see the familiar faces and meet the new folks as well. It's really been a lot of fun. Jared was the executive pastor here uh, during that time. Um, but also did all kinds of other things on staff. Tammy was busy in you know, a number of staff positions. Some of you might be familiar, the, the voice, Jared's voice might be familiar because he spent a lot of time on the radio. Um, most I did, high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters. 
of Harvest Family Radio. It just rolls right back off, doesn't it? Yeah, I was trying to remember the whole little patter I had, and I, it gets fuzzy after that. But Hey, tell us what that was connected with, Live Till 5, right? Live Till 5. That was a, a, a dream project of Pastor Marty Heron, and he got John Collier and I to start doing a live afternoon broadcast. The first few were only an hour, um, or they were an a hour and a half. It was kind of an awkward, like 3.30 to 5, and we ended up doing two hours when it was all said and done, I think. But we, uh, yeah, we it gave us a platform to invite a lot of guests in, you know, local leaders, ministry leaders, guests that were here on campus, and then a lot of our own faculty, staff, church members, talk about current events, talk about some fun stuff. Sometimes we didn't have a lot of content, so we would do more fun or funny things. It kind of probably was uh, the bane of Chris's existence. Some of the, when we had like the uh, what's in my spam and we tested all different blind taste tested spam samples or <laughs> things like that. So we, we had, but we had a lot of fun and I just had uh, one of the kids of one of our staff members, Devin Taylor today, sure. Say, I remember Live Till 5. We should bring that back. Like, oh, that's, that's great. I'm sure Chris would love to hear that. <laughs> so, But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, Devin is a faithful radio listener for yep. sure. He, yep. knows every, you know, he knows all the programs. In fact, Devin will say a little shout out to you because I'm sure you're going to be listening to this. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, 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 uh, <laughs> he, I, I guarantee he's hearing this right now. It's just being broadcast. <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. Maybe I can ask you about this, Tammy. Tell us a little bit of your story, particularly, you know, you and Jared together and then your family. Okay. Well, Jared and I have been married over 30 years, and I'm sure if you know him, you know that it's it's an adventure from the start. So um, we, we met in uh, junior high school, so that's kind of funny. Mm. And I had started going to the Christian school, uh, and he had already been attending Christian school. And both of us have, you know, a pretty neat testimony of our parents' lives getting, uh, coming to know the Lord when we were both around nine or ten years of age. So we could really remember life before, you know, the the Lord had come in and, and saved our families. And so we had that kind of in common. And and we were at the same Christian school, and I was so excited to be there. And and so we kind of grew up in junior high and in high school together, just being friends. And our junior year, we were put on a debate team together. So there's always been the question of who is the better debater. Yeah, and who answers that? Your kids? I mean, who's, <laughs> and who's the winner? Well, anybody, you know. I mean, if we want to take a poll, that'll be fine. <laughs> that was the listeners. last time we argued. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> so we uh, we kind of, you know, spent some time in, uh, if you're kind of familiar with the Christian schools in, you know, in the U.S., and you go to competitions, and so we, we were doing that. And got to know each other. We started dating our senior year of high school. And um, then I went to college and we, and he went into the Air Force. And so we were continuing to date and write letters. Kids, that's something you use, piece of paper. Uh-huh. And you actually write with a pen, you know. Right, yeah. So uh, we no just kind of, yeah, there wasn't no any texts, text, no Facebook nope. calls. We couldn't even hardly afford to make phone calls. Right, Because right. we were having to use pay phones and things like yeah. that. So he uh, graduated uh, military and then got his first duty station overseas in Japan. And we just continued corresponding. 
And, uh, you know, just the Lord kind of led for us to get married after that first year. So we were pretty young, which is common in the military. Those who are military members, you know that a lot of times you, you know, tend to get married young. And so we went overseas and, you know, just looking back on that, you can kind of see God's hand placing us in Asia Pacific and starting to just have a love for uh, that whole region of the world and we really enjoyed our time in Japan. We were there for three years and we were expecting our first child and went back to Texas and and God started working in our lives about full-time ministry. Mm. And that was something that I think was in our hearts, you know, prior, but God had led to the military. And Jared really had even considered like chaplaincy. So the military ministry was really in our hearts as well. And we were part of a missions uh, church in Japan. And so we just had great friends in those early years of marriage that were committed to uh, the Lord and to even ministry. And there was just quite a few that went into ministry from that church. And they're still friends today, and they're all over the world and all over the U.S. in ministry. So that was a really neat start and, you know, something that God had for us in our lives. So. Then we went to Northland Baptist Bible College for ministry training, which Pastor Gary is familiar mm-hmm. with, that we yeah. have in common. So that's kind of like some of our path, and then we eventually came to Guam. So I want to ask you about that, but maybe let me just follow up. So you have three children, yep. um, and can you give us an update on where they're at now? I know yeah. many people love your family. And yeah. So, of course, uh, our three kids, whenever we moved to Guam, um, our oldest, Kayla, was going into second grade. And then our second, Andrew, was uh, five years old or four years old. And then our youngest, Zach, was two. So Guam is really home to them. It's mm. it's what they remember and what they fondly remember. And now each of them are, you know, grown and married. And uh, our daughter, Kayla, is in Wisconsin, and she has a little girl and another one on the way Mm -hmm. in the fall. And then Andrew is living in Iowa, where we're at, and he has, he's married and has two little ones, uh, Asher and Rory. I'll give a shout out to my grandkids. And And Elena's the older. And Elena's the older one. Yeah. And then uh, Zach, our youngest, is uh, just got married this past year, and they're expecting their new little one, a little girl, uh, any day now at the end of August. So we're hoping to get back on that plane and, and see her be born. So that's kind of what they're up to, and they're all kind of jealous that we're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> where we're sending them back lots of pictures. So they have very fond memories of their time here. Yeah, that's exciting. This uh, you showed a picture, a couple of pictures this morning in one of the sessions about family and grandkids. It's really cool to see everybody all together. Love to see that. Yeah, yeah. All in the last four years, three yeah, weddings, you three births. Here, yeah. Right without the weddings right. or any grandkids. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys came here in two thousand two. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Um, tell us about that. What did God use to you know bring you to Guam? And what was it like when you moved here? What, what? Hmm. Well, it was a little bit like it is now, but uh, we came, Marty Heron had been a college professor of mine, like uh, you had him in yeah, college exactly. as well, and he knew that I was a, when I was a student, I was a married student with kids, and he knew I was a veteran, and so, and I think he knew I'd been stationed overseas, and so when he came here to be the pastor, 
he was looking for an assistant pastor or associate pastor that would have a burden for the military and want to move to overseas ministry. And so he reached out. We bumped into each other at a graduation and then reached out to us and um, extended an invitation to spend some time with him and see if our families had good chemistry and kind of talk about the ministry and then um, invited us to join the team. And then 9-11 happened right after they extended an invitation to us, and it put everything on hold for about 10 months or eight months, something like that. And so our it was kind of a delayed engagement, I guess you could say, because it, it got prolonged because of 9-11. But yeah, so we came out here the year after 9-11, and uh, it was primarily because of our initial relationship just through college and a professor that knew me a little bit, didn't really know me real well, so... And then you got here, and uh, ministry, of course, family, raising family. Tell, tell me some of your best memories. What's your best stories? Let me say it that way. What's your best Guam stories? Oh, wow. oh so boy. Many. We had, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of uh, funny things happen over the years uh, with people that are part of the church ministry or school ministry. We had, I would have so many odd things happen that people would volunteer to ride along with me. So, uh, you know, my my good friend who's already in heaven, Don Eckert, would say, Pastor Jared, I just I just want to go along with you and see what happens. And so <laughs> we went on a visit to the skilled nursing unit up in Barragata Heights yeah. to visit a friend of mine that was recovering up there from a dog bite, of all things. And we got halfway up the hill to Barragata Heights, right beside that big church that's yep. kind of on the left. Mm-hmm. And we see a guy in a hospital gown with an IV cart and a <laughs> golf club, using a golf club as a cane, barefoot, uh, wa- running uh, running almost, like limping down the street. Now, this guy had been bit in the leg, so he's barely running, like limping away. He goes over to the church. He's banging on the door, and we're pulling up seeing this, and it's the guy we were going to visit. He's my friend. <laughs> and um, I pull up. I said, what's going on? And I roll up the window. He says... They're trying to kill me. And I said, get in the van. And so I hit the open button and the back door of the van opens up and he dives in face first with the with the cart. And so his legs, his bare legs are hanging out the side of the van as the police pull up behind us. And the police officer walks up and says, what's going on here? I said, oh, well, my friend needs a ride back up to the skilled nursing unit. And we got it from here. He said, okay. And so we took him back up and... We would just have just strange, funny stuff like that would happen. And, um, you know, our first year here, we had a couple typhoons, like right. what you guys have recently gone through. And mm-hmm. we had some, one of our kids, Andrew, got very ill our first couple months here. And we almost lost him, but God spared his life. And um, we, we just had a number of different things. It seemed like uh, a lot of the unusual things would happen when the senior pastor was off island. <laughs> so senior pastor goes off island. Is that a high, coincidence? I'm high school sure. student flips their car. Senior pastor goes off island. You know, staff member goes missing. It's uh, There are just all kinds of things yeah. that would just happen like that. And uh, so w- one of my good friends, John Uggen, said, you know, there have been so many disasters happen your first year. It's... You know, you're you're kind of the pastor of disaster. You're the disaster <laughs> pastor. And I think he said it. They used to have a Chamorro Filipino Bible study group, and he might have said it in front of the whole group. 
and everyone thought it was so hilarious. And then before I knew it, that was my nickname was Disaster Pastor. And I had that for the whole 15 years I was here. I kind of tried to lose that name. Yeah, I think on your second tour. My second tour, I said I'd come back, but you you can't call me that anymore. (laughs) But it still kind of came back. I just had someone today say, "Uh, when are you going to talk about being the Disaster Pastor? (laughs) Oh, boy, (laughs) there you go. So, yeah, so the, those are s- some of the great memories. You know, our kids mm-hmm. had awesome memories here and growing up and getting to participate not only in church and school stuff, but also in the community and playing sports in the community and getting to make friends in the community and stuff like that and going on mission trips in this part of the world. You know, all of our kids got to participate in at least one or two mission trips while they were here uh, to Thailand, uh, Yap, um, I think a couple other places they, they got to travel to while they were here. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We talked earlier about your military career, um, and I know you both have a special burden for uh, for military. Of course, we have many here on Guam. Um, there's unique challenges being in the military and being in the military on Guam. Maybe I could ask you both about, you know, some of the challenges that you notice. Tammy, maybe we start with you as a military wife and then, Mom, and and even as you walked alongside, you know, many military here um, in the ministry days. Yeah, I don't feel qualified to really speak to it, but because I've just experienced some of it or or seen what other people have experienced, but I'm so grateful for the sacrifice uh, that the families make, uh, that, you know, the wives a lot of times are holding down you know, holding down the household or creating that uh, consistency and stability for for their family. And, you know, a lot of times asked to do kind of mom and dad roles. Right. And, and so it's a lot. It, it's a sacrifice and it needs a lot of support and understanding. And, you know, I think obviously church pay, plays mm-hmm. a big part in that too, just to be able to come and and have that fellowship or or find a church that that just helps kind of provide that that stability or that feeling of home a lot of times too they're just moving around a lot they're having to we've moved a lot with ministry but they're having to just try to create that sense of of home again and and kind of find their their bearings and obviously i i know that the lord really helps with that but Mm. We also just have a great appreciation, even if I don't understand what it's like to do that for a whole lifetime. There's a lot of people that could speak to that more, but we just have a lot of appreciation even in the time that we spent in the military and then the years that we've spent, you know, ministering and mm-hmm. and hearing from families. And, you know, it just it gives you a whole new appreciation for that sacrifice. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I'm I'm guessing encouraging to some moms, some wives that are listening, even now in that same situation. Yeah, I would say that, you know, the United States military, there's a certain fraternity that comes with just having participated. So if you stand up on Veterans Day and, you know, identify that you were ever in the military of any any branch for any length of time, you have instant relationships uh, with other people that have had the same experience. So, um, and it is cross generational. So you could have people that served 50 years ago or served, you know, last summer. Um, So you have that. That's a a unique thing about military service that uh, brings a lot of people together. And really in ministry, because you have that commonality, it gives you an instant uh, inroad to talk to people and 
show hospitality and connect to people. Um, I think also because there's so many things in common amongst the military, no matter what generation and no matter what branch or where you're stationed, there's also some of the same problems and um, struggles and challenges that are faced. Like Tammy said, with families having to hold down the fort or, Mm. you know, mom or dad being deployed or some of the, you know, the really hard things that people go through that are combat veterans or, you know, have, have uh, been away from family for a long time and some of the things that they face when they come back. So that those things, understanding those few things that they have in common also gives you a lot of opportunity to minister and try and meet those very specific needs. Um, and so, yeah, it just, as, as a veteran myself, five years active duty, five and a half years in the Air National Guard, really love military folks and love that additional little thing I have in common with them. Um, we live in Iowa currently, and in Iowa, the the state is kind of divided really into two groups, people that went to Iowa State University and people that went to the University of Iowa. They have vanity plates. I guess if you get $150,000 in debt to someplace, you at least have to get a vanity plate <laughs> right. that says, I went to this school. But It's a rivalry. They, they have that in com- so you can see someone, and just yeah. because of the color of their license plate, you have that in common. Having the military background gives you that thing in common it's an instant recognizer i wanted to ask you guys this um maybe it's not even a fair question but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask it anyway uh what has uh or how has uh being away changed your perspective of harvest it's an interesting question for me because in the middle of it you know there's certain things you think but as you go away four years later what do you what do you think when you think back well, I, I think some of just in coming back, you know, I think a lot of times it's like you leave and then you, you start a, a new life somewhere else. And then in coming back, it kind of creates some reflection on our time here. And in in anticipating coming on the trip, I, I just kept thinking about how it's really about the people, mm. the people of Guam, um, the people of Harvest, the, you know, we show those pictures of our kids and I think of the people that invested in them, mm-hmm. you know, that um, the teachers, the coaches, the people who put in tireless hours and invested in them. And, you know, hopefully we, o- we also invested in people yeah. as well. And just how, you know, God loves people. Yeah. And even we we got to the airport, and of course we have a kinship with this island that was just created over 15 years. And you start seeing people that are from the island, and you, your heart just mm-hmm. kind of jumps a little bit. Like there's just that kinship that was created over a lot of years. And from our first years to our last years, it, it always was about the people. Our, our first year that we came here, you know, I, I'm just – naively thinking like, oh, wow, we're here to really serve everyone, you know? And then God allowed us to go through so many trials that made us so needy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not really our choice, but really everybody ministered to us. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it was humbling, but in a good way. And it just knit our hearts together for people, you know, to minister to us and and hold our hands up. And I kept thinking, well, Lord, when are we going to start, you know, doing the work? But we just keep having one trial after another. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to, you know, get through this huge typhoon. We don't, 
you know, even our son being, you know, sick and people just, this church just wrapped around us and you just saw the people. And so, you know, if there's any listeners out there and you're, you're really, you're feeling needy, you don't feel ashamed to feel needy. You know, mm-hmm. God loves needy people. We're all needy. And, and he uses other people to, you know, meet those needs and wrap around you. And, and so, you know, that was just really what I was reflecting on. It's really, really beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's such a clear expression of what God has done. And you guys are loved here. I mean, there's no question, um, by many people because of the, you know, really the way that you gave yourselves to people. Praise the Lord. I, I think that my perspective going away, you know, you hear it a lot, but it's, it's just true. It's hard to find another church where you have what Harvest Baptist Church has. There's there's just a unique relationship. Some of it's the diversity of the people that are part of the church. Some of it is, you know, with that, the, the cultures that are involved. Some of it uh, is the fact that, you know, you have a combination of many of us are transplants, and so we're away from family, but then you have people that are from here that make you part of their family. And so I think all those things you appreciate as you move away, you look back and you, you know, you're like, wow, that was really special. And um, it was really a, you know, kind of a highlight of our life and in our ministry time was um, being able to experience that. And you value it more as you move away and you realize, oh, but there's not too many other things out there quite like this. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a special place. And privilege for the people who have served here in the past and given themselves and the people that are serving now. It's cool to see those connected, you know, during this week and uh, thankful for God's blessing over the years. And uh, I love you guys being able to see God's current blessing and how he's absolutely uh, building on the foundations that have, have been laid. And that's really great. We're looking forward to this Sunday. Uh, real quick word, J- uh, Jared, on what you're going to, Psalm 1. Um, yeah. Being on the road to blessing, and so going to be talking about uh, the blessed person in Psalm 1 and how we can find that in our lives and just some very practical things that God has shown me recently, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to preaching on Psalm 1. Amen. Well, I've told you guys before, I'm thankful for your friendship. Um, you, uh, you were... Uh, both true friends to Faith and I as we made our way here and really paved the road. And we've continued that friendship. I think it's grown, you know, over these years. And so thankful to have you back uh, here and looking forward to how God's going to use you during these days. Great. Thank you for having us. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We have two services one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m. We offer Japanese and Korean translation during that 10.45 a.m. service and also have a live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. I hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.